If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. What's up, guys? This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. My name is Adam McRoberts. And Big Things Crewing is a company we started. It's a company that caters to ultramarathon runners and athletes alike. We can get you to the start of an ultramarathon with training plans or coaching. And we can get you to the finish of an ultramarathon with crewing and or pacing. Look us up. Big-things-crewing.com I have a great guest for you guys today. He just destroyed the Nolan's 14 FKT by about eight hours. Uh, I have so much respect for anybody who even attempts Nolan's 14, let alone finishes it. And anyone who finishes it that fast just completely blows my mind. Uh, When I was chatting with him, he just makes it sound so easy like it's just another run just another hundred miler listen I've done a handful of hundred milers Um, I I might be up into the double digits like 10 ish Uh, I've done a you know half of those were probably mountain races and you know I go out and do just like four or five of the Nolan's 14 peaks out there and I'm like this is the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, to me, it's just so far above and beyond and more difficult than your your average 100-mile mountain run. I don't even know how to put it into words. And talking with Joey Campanelli today uh, it just makes me rethink the whole thing. It's like maybe I'm just overthinking this whole thing too much. Um, but he just makes it sound so easy. And uh, he did the whole thing unsupported in 41 hours, which just blows my mind. I mean, I've tried to do this thing supported in 60 hours, and, you know, that's still hanging over my head. So um, it was just really special to be able to talk to him and to listen to his perspective and maybe change my perspective on the whole thing a little bit and um, just fascinating for me to talk to him because I, I feel like uh, at this point I'm, I'm a Nolan's 14 geek. I've spent uh, a few years out there scouting a line and trying to help other friends, you know, get to the finish line, you know, get the thing finished, get it off their bucket list. And uh, I'm just a huge fan of, of the adventure altogether. And, you know, I love it when, uh, you know, somebody I've never heard of just shows up and, and crushes the whole thing faster than anyone's ever done it before. I mean, um, it's just fascinating to me. So I had a ball talking with Joey Campanelli. Uh, he seems like a really cool guy, really laid back. Um, you know, I have a buddy who was just out there this week and 
uh, he made a solid attempt out there. I mean, really well-rested, well-trained, um, you know, has the route dialed, spent a lot of time out there, um, knows which routes he's comfortable with and which ones he's not comfortable with, up and down the, the various peaks out there. And, uh, you know, still only made it, you know, only quote unquote made it, uh, I think it was 10 peaks and, uh, yeah, 10 peaks. And, um, gosh, I mean, to me, 10 peaks is a huge accomplishment out there. I know he didn't accomplish the goal that he really wanted to. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to him because, Doing 10 peaks out there is no joke. It is extremely difficult. But, you know, I haven't talked to him yet, but it sounds like he had some breathing problems. And um, it's kind of common out there when you're up at that altitude for that long. Um, You know, pulmonary edema is is a real thing. And if you can't breathe, there's no way you're going to be able to, to get to the finish. So, I mean, so many things have to go right just to get this thing done. Um, you know, weather, training, remaining injury free out there. Um, I mean, there's a million and one things that that could happen to set you off course to injure you, um, or to derail your plans out there. So just to finish this thing, it's like everything has to go right. The stars have to be aligned. And, um, you know, my buddy that did the 10 peaks and wasn't able to finish it this week. I mean, I know he didn't make it to the goal that he wanted to do, but 10 peaks is no joke. I mean, that is no joke out there. Like I said, the way Joey describes it, it just seems like another hundred mile run, you know, but (laughs) it is so much more than that. It is just you know, four or five peaks out there. And and I'm just like, I don't know how people do this. I I really don't know how, how people do it. So yeah, fascinating conversation. I hope you guys dig it. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Um, let me know what you think in the comments, uh, leave a review. If you have time, uh, leave this podcast a review, please. It helps, uh, it helps more people see it, helps the word to get out. And I really enjoy talking with uh, people about the Nolan's 14, uh, the course, their aspirations, their achievements out there, Um, you know, whether they finish it or not, just because I'm so fascinated with that line out in the Sawatch range, I spent a bunch of time out there and, uh, you know, maybe someday I'll, I'll get from start to finish and and maybe not, but I'm just fascinated with it. Uh, It's probably my favorite mountains and I just love spending time out there. So it was a real honor to talk with the guy that's done it faster than anybody up till now, you know, someone will probably come along and beat that time. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great conversation. So hit me up. Um, we've got uh, silver heels 100 coming up this weekend. We're going to be out there crewing and pacing for it. Uh, we're going to be cheering folks on, you guys need a pacer you guys need somebody to help you get to the finish line need somebody to kick you in the rear for the last 20 or 30 miles down the trail we got your back look us up give me a shout look for me on the trail Uh, i'd love to help you guys out 
this is a special sport we're all involved in and it's all about community and it's all about helping each other so um yeah that's about all i got hope you guys dig our conversation joey seems like a cool guy and i'm really happy for him and it's just a tremendous huge accomplishment what he did so dig it hope you guys like it have a great week see ya Hello? Hey, Adam, how are you? Hey, good, Joey. How are you, man? Doing good, thanks. Good, good to hear. Sorry about, I just, everything got crazy today, so. Oh, no worries. Yeah. I'm glad we could make it happen, man. Of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, if you don't mind, um, would you uh, introduce yourself, tell me where you're calling from, and um, let us know what you're all about and how you got into (laughs) it. Sure. Uh, I'm Joey Campanelli. Uh, I am calling from Alta, Utah, my home. Uh, and I'm just uh, someone who loves mountains and I like to move through them uh, easily and quickly. So that's it. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I like it. How did you uh, get into moving fast through the mountains? Uh I uh I guess I I started um 12 years ago as a trainer in San Francisco and my manager was doing these ultra ultra marathons and I had never even heard of it. And so I said I I'd run the last whatever 13 miles with her on her 40 mile run. Well, yeah. Of course I'm like a bodybuilder back then so it was like ridiculous yeah. but um <laughs> I kind of was looking for something new and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is cool. I did triathlons for a while." And then I moved to Utah and I live in these like absolute, you know, perfect mountains for playing in. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just was like one step to the next of, oh, you can do this. You can do that. Oh, you can hike up hill a ski. Oh, and yeah, that, that, that's it took off when I moved to Utah. So I got it. Awesome, man. Yeah. So you started out a trainer and a bodybuilder and eventually got into ultra marathon and skiing and just playing in the mountains. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah, man. So you just set the FKT for Nolan's 14, 41 hours, and you knocked like eight hours off the previous record, which yeah. is just unfathomable. Like, I've spent a lot of time out on that line trying to yeah. get them gotten supported and in 60 hours, and I still haven't accomplished that. So, I mean, I know what it takes to get that done and to get it done in, in 41 hours just, just blows my mind, man. So right, yeah. congrats, congrats <laughs> well, to you, man. I mean, it's just, it's insane, man. Well, well, thanks. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I blew my own mind, so I'm not like, you're not alone. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, with a lot of it, it's just like, you know, you got to dream big and then like have that vision and have belief but then like you know i mean i like studied exactly which routes i wanted to take i trained on it i slept in a hypoxico like i mean i did everything i could possibly do and Mm -hmm. i just had one of these runs where i i just entered a flow like immediately and i just never left i i stopped twice to like clear rocks out of my shoe because my gators got all messed up and uh and i sat down once and ate a cliff bar 
and that other than that, I was moving and standing. So, oh my gosh, dude, that's just so. I mean, it's just hard to even imagine. So, I mean, when did you first hear of Nolan Fourteen, and, and how much time had you spent out there scouting before this attempt? Well, 2012, I ran my first hundred miler in Leadville. Um, I was out there with my girlfriend for like two months and to like hiking around the mountains. I was like, this place is awesome. And I did the hundred miler and someone's like, Oh, so you're going to do Nolan's next. I'm like, what the hell is that? And <laughs> looked it up. And then like, you know, I got there almost every summer just cause I love it. But, um, you know, I've, I've definitely missed a few for like, you know, I hiked the AT and the PCT and like, you know, it took up most of my summer, but, um, like, I just, I was like, I got to do that Nolan's thing. And then I did it two years ago um, with this girl, Hannah Green, and finished. And I tried to go back and attempt a speed record. And I kind of got a knot on my hamstring fairly early on and just kind of bailed. But I was like, oh, you could totally do this, blah, blah. And, like, it, it's been in my head for two years then since doing it previous to, like, okay, what would it take to go 44 hours? And yes, do I think I can do it? Like, this is how, and, and that's that. Yeah. So you've actually completed this line before. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. This was my third, third attempt, I guess, if you will. So So third attempt, second finish. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And with Hannah Green, did you go South to North that time as well? Yeah. And That one was like, I had gone out to Colorado, just like this trip, but like, you know, my intention was to scout the route, train, get acclimated and do it. And I met Hannah in a parking lot, the Avalanche Trailhead parking lot on like a Saturday night. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm hiking the CDT, but I'm just going to do Nolan's. Blah, blah. And I was like, oh, like, she's like, you could tag along or like do a section or help support. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like went to sleep, started up Yale the next day and was like, dude, I should just do this with her. Like, you know, whatever. I'll go a few summits and bail and it, it'll be good training and, and good to try it. Or like, I'll just keep going, whatever. And yeah, I, I, so I met her and like 36 hours later, we started it. And actually with her friend, Kyle Curtin, who uh, he like set the course record one Tahoe 200 and he just set the record on the Tahoe rim trail. So pretty like badass people i just randomly met and didn't know so yeah the fates were on your side that's yeah pretty awesome so and i'm then, just and then this actually... time this time i was scouting i met a girl sarah hansel and we exchanged numbers like in case we are you know like could call each other for shuttle rides on our attempts and she just finished like literally like an hour ago I saw she that. Just, she just set the women's FKT. So I saw that. I, I think if you go and do Nolan's, you're going to meet some cool people. I guess. Well, I was, people. <laughs> I was just out there last weekend. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been scouting this line for a number of years and just kind of, you know, making half-hearted attempts, making a couple serious attempts, but more, more so that just spending time out there and, and trying to tweak the line out. And, uh, you know, normally you'd be out there and not see anybody else for yeah. a long, long time. And then this year, we, we saw probably four or five different runners out there scouting, 
And yeah. uh, it was funny. At one point, we, we bumped into a couple different people at the exact same time coming from different directions. It's like, wow, this is really getting popular out here because, you know, there's yeah. no races this year. I mean, I guess like, yeah, this year, I think you have that no races thing. But then it's also like, I mean, it's a beautiful area. It's for Colorado. I think it's like pretty dead. Like uh, it's not crowded. So like realistically, it's like the perfect place to go. It's beautiful. And it's a beautiful line. If you think about like, here's the mountain range, you go straight through it. Like uh, it's pretty simple and like relatively easy. Um, <laughs> like, like, like there's no like super hard technical. You don't need ropes or anything like that. And I, yeah, I mean, I think there's an attraction there and I, I mean, I don't want it to be like, I don't know, Disneyland, but I'm, I'm stoked that people are getting out there and seeing the magic. Totally, man. I mean, you make it sound really easy. I mean, you've done some ultra marathons and you've done some mountain ultras. I mean, yeah. describe for, you know, the un- uninitiated, how difficult this is compared to a mountain 100. Uh, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's just like a different game. And I think if you don't, if you don't understand it, like if I say, oh yeah, I go backcountry skiing. Oh yeah. I put skins on my ski and walk uphill. If you don't know, if you've never seen that, never experienced that, it's like, how do you do it? How is it even possible? But then when you realize, like when you go and do it and you're pretty in touch with it, it's it's simple it's not easy <laughs> like mm-hmm. like I, that's what i mean it's like there's just like not technical like you don't need any extraordinary like skill set or like gear or technique it's it's literally like hiking up the side of the mountain it's yes it's really steep and you're at fourteen thousand feet and sucking wind but like it's dirt and it's steep but that's it <laughs> Yeah, but it's like Talus Fields, Alvaland shoots. I mean, oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely some more like, I I don't know if it's not really like technical scrambling, but it's like risky scrambling, or you know, you got to have like some acceptance of bashing your feet in rocks, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, did I see that you started at midnight? Yes, uh, actually, it's twelve. 12- 1204 I I can't I can't get going in the morning I'm a I'm a slow mover so oh so you did sleep before that and you got up at midnight and took off yeah I got like seven and a half hours of sleep okay that's not too bad yeah I mean the way I the way I looked at it people ask me about this it's like basically it's like a really early morning to me I I basically rested all day I bought a bunch of food like I had like a loaf of focaccia and like i don't know garlic bread or something and i just like waited till three ate like five thousand calories and passed out like all comatose and it's it's really i've done this before it's really easy and then the whole point of starting at midnight it's like i just thought starting at exactly 12 midnight would be a nice clean number for your splits (laughs) but you know i don't know you start whatever and um (laughs) And it and to go like, you know, 45, 46, 47 hours, you know, you're finishing as the sun's setting on that second day. So you really only have to do one night in my mind. 
And if I had known I was going to finish in 41 hours, I might have slept in to like two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good strategy. If you're going that fast, that, that totally makes sense. I was wondering what your thoughts were there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that first, like when you wake up and you start with a headlamp, you know, it's like, yeah, it's nighttime, but you're kind of like fresh. So you're like, Oh, it's not so bad. And the sun will be up soon. But like when you're, you know, if you're starting at five in the morning and then it's midnight that night and it's the middle of the night, you're tired. It's dark. You're like, Oh, and then you have to go another day and then finish in the dark. You're just like exhausted. The sun's down, you lose all your energy. So for, for me, it works like to have the sun really get you. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And, um, so I saw, I think it was on your Instagram that you wrote, uh, you know, if you, if you study the route and terrain, work on your skills and hone your mountain sense, you can move harmoniously with and through the mountains. And I was just wondering if you, if you could mm-hmm. explain, you know, study the route, what that looked like for you and work your skills and hone your mountain sense, what, what, what that means to you and, and what that looked like. Um, I mean, I guess it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's repetition, right? Like you go and you practice skills, which for me is just like going and running in the mountains every day. I scramble. And so I practicing scrambling, if you will. And as you do these moves and you do these moves with exposure, you're creating this mountain sense, a skill set of like being comfortable in those situations. Um, you know, on Nolan's in particular, there's a few, you study the route because yeah, you can try to follow a GPX, but like to get the exact little scree, you know, to, to, to know exactly the turns and like, oh yeah, I'm going to slide for like 40 feet here, jump over to that next little scree bit and slide for another 50. If you miss that by 10 feet, it's like a totally different route like it's not the same terrain it's not the same movements and so that's what i mean by that like really honing honing the route in and then just having the skills to be like oh this is like that hard packed dirt with a little loose stuff i can shove my foot and slide 20 feet without any effort and then slide on the other foot and to have the balance and the skill to do that you know it's like that's it's just a technique it's like uh it's like ice skating like if you've never done it it's gonna be pretty sloppy in your fall or whatever but if you practice and you're good at it well you can go pretty fast yeah yeah so it sounds like you really had this dialed like how many how how long were you out here acclimating before the attempt and were you out there every single day like fine-tuning the route still yeah, I mean, I'm almost done with my write-up, but you'll see, like, I have all the training, but basically I had eight days, nine days of just, like, all out, like, I I drove out, Independence Pass, um, I wasn't acclimating because I slept in Hypoxico for uh, 23 days before I went out there, so I was pretty well set, but I, like, slept at Independence Pass, uh, yeah, like I worked, I drove out there. That's like about as far as I can make it after work. You know, you're sleeping at 12,000. I drive down Echo Canyon up Elbert. 
I actually got snowed off of, and then I did La Plata just out and back. There's a 7,500 foot day, I don't know, 15 miles or so. Then the next day I did Albert Massive, and I ran from camp. So it's like a few miles of the dirt road at Half Moon, mm. uh, up the one side of the northwest, and tagged the peak. And I went out towards Bull Hill a little bit. Then I went back and went down the the gully right off the summit. And so basically I got to see two different ways down the mountain mm-hmm. and, you know, I kind of reconfirmed what I already knew, but then I went over and did massive and did, did the descent down massive. But instead I just turned on the Colorado trail and ran back to my car. That was a 30 mile day, uh, 10 and a half thousand feet. Then I went out and did, uh, I went up Belford over to Oxford, down to Pine Creek, back up to Oxford, Belford, the East Ridge of Missouri. And then I started up Iran and actually just bailed down that Fossey Lake Trail. And that was like a 25 mile 11K day. Okay. Uh, then I did, what was after? Oh, then I did Harvard, Columbia. You know, I was a 22 mile. 7,500 foot day. Then I did Princeton over and back. You know, that was like a 16 mile or no, that was like a 20 mile 9K day. Then I did Shivano Tabawatch and was going to do Antero, but I actually didn't feel good that day. Um, and that was like a 22 mile day, 7K. Then I did Antero by itself that was a shorter day mm-hmm. and then i did yale down in the colorado trail back and then i did missouri around again so i you know i had like eight days where i mean for i think for most people that would be a pretty big one day run <laughs> yeah like like you know i mean 30 miles 20 miles 30 miles and 10k mm-hmm. is like it's legit for sure. That's kind of like close to the average. And that's like, you know, I think for most people, that's a pretty good day. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's not. So, and I mean, like, you know, I trained a, a shit ton here before I even went out there. And then, you know, I took two days off and then I did the trail or then I did Nolan's. You mean? So, okay. That's what I was going to ask if you took a couple of rest days. Yeah. I did like almost like, a full rest day the the on um, Monday and that was like I think I ran like four miles and the Colorado Trail is really easy. And then on Tuesday I got up and did like a four mile run as well and that was it. So and to me that's like that's better rest than doing nothing. So Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. You can shake the legs out a little bit. That's that's a good rest day. Yeah, yeah. So, were you also uh, studying the routes that that other people had taken? Uh, you know, before you went out there, like you know the Eric Lees and the Andrew Hamiltons and the guys who have completed the line. Were you studying their routes or out there scouting for your own? Well, so so I have uh, Jared Campbell and Gary's uh, GPX, and I had. Uh, I want to say it was Hamilton's from years ago when I did it my first time. And, you know, we used, they have some different 
uh, variations. Um, so we used different lines off of that when I did it the first time. But then I kind of just like looked at a lot of the mountains and was like, I think there's a better way. Mm. And that was like part of my scouting over the years of like, Hey, like, I think this gully is good. And then I go and I'm like, Nope, that's terrible. <laughs> and like, so I like kind of honed that in and um, I don't know. There are a few, I, I, there's a few like ones where I think I like it that people don't like or whatever. And, and I think there were some main ones like Missouri East Ridge straight off the West side. It, that's like a total yes for me. Okay. So you took uh, the Ridge up Missouri. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm, you, got, you, you gotta be comfortable with that exposure. It's like chossy. And then yeah, it's not like super, if there's no, like, it's not really technical, but it's mm-hmm. like everything falls, crumbles in your hand and you're yeah. kind of like over these cliffs, but you know, I mean, if yeah, you're comfortable, no, I, you're, you're I was just out there on that Ridge last weekend with a couple of friends and you can definitely get hung up and get cliffed out if you don't, if you sure. haven't scouted it, you know, so you definitely need to know what you're doing out there, but um, yeah. And if you're going to do it at 24 hours in, in the middle of the night, you kind of want to know it really well. <laughs> no doubt. So I did. I did it twice this time. Like, you know, 10 days before my attempt and three days before my attempt or something like that. Got yeah. it. Yep. Okay. And um, what route did you take up and over Princeton? Uh, grouse to the, uh, I guess like lower on that um, Southwest Ridge, the regular okay. Got one. It. And I get over the top and I, I have a, my own way down Princeton. It's just right off the summit. You start, fallen you, you you trend you keep trending northwest um but you start descending and then there were some gullies and there's like those loose 100 pound rock stuff and you know you want to be it's not a very uh uh comfortably safe way down but like if your mind's there and you can do it it's like just the straightest line you could draw down the mountain okay got yeah. it so. And then you end up on the Colorado Trail. Yeah, Maxwell the Colorado Trail, and, and then Maxwell, okay, Colorado Trail the uh, Avalanche. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then from Avalanche, did you uh, take the ridge up Yale or the no. standard Jenny Creek? Hughes. Oh, Hughes Gulch. Yeah. Okay. Hughes Hughes is totally the way to go on Yale. Um, okay. You know, it depends on like how you feel or whatever but if you go and scout that forest it's really easy to get through Mm. and it seemed like a lot of people have started using that because it's like it almost seemed like there was a trail in there like it was you know starting to be used and um you know it's like uh, i i when i first started using hughes like three years ago four years ago i like you know it's just like a forest you like wonder if anyone had been ever been there and then like this time it's like there's like game trails there's garbage you're like what the hell <laughs> so, but you hughes keeps you like a little lower and a little more direct but then you just pop right up to the summit so okay. that, that one's a no-brainer for me i think got it okay and then i'm guessing you came down uh like the airplane gully or, or Air- somewhere over in that airplane, area airplane gully yeah okay for yeah. sure 
Oh, and then uh, let's see. Took a ridge up Missouri. Um, let me think. What else? Um, do you have any uh, quick ways up here on, or uh, are you? <laughs> <basically>? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you're on. I still call. Like, I mean, it's it's the route's the route. Like, I don't think there's a a there's better a- way or what what have you. But like, so, yeah. but but it's like very direct. Like, I know the bottom really well. And I did actually like during the day and I was like kind of stuck more to the Southern side of what I like to call shit pile gully. Um, <laughs> that, I, I don't know. That's just what it's called in my head. Uh, but like, right. you know, you get, you get up there and in the daylight, I could kind of tell like, you know, everything slides downhill and, and you, but you can kind of tell like, Oh, this rock will hold a little better or like, there's some dirt that might not slip out on me. And I actually climbed up it during the day and I was like, Oh, that's not so bad. Like that was super easy. Like I slipped a little bit, but it was like no big deal. Like, and then I did of course at like two in the morning during my attempt. And uh, it was the same experience I had before. You're like, I'm going to step on this. Ro- oh, and the rock just slides down the hill and then I'm going to step here. and Oh, nope. And then, you know, you, it's it's three steps forward, two steps back the whole way, and you're just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Nope, so no, I don't have an answer for your on. <laughs> I, I did look at like if you go way left, maybe getting on the rock and scrambling up the gully, it like actually looked like it could be really easy scrambling and almost solid rock, mm-hmm. but there was still snow there when I was there, so I don't know yeah. when that would. If you did it in the fall, maybe you could catch it dry and it would make sense. But I, I wasn't trying anything new there. No, I was going to ask you about that because uh, when I was just kind of looking up there the other day, it looked like there was a couple of small snow fields to negotiate up there too. So, um, d- yeah, did you have to uh, go through some crappy snow? I- I'm guessing you weren't carrying spikes or an axe or anything like that. No, um you, you get near the edges of it, but I didn't really have to deal with the snow at all. No. Okay. Okay. Good. It's like really close where you're like, you know, you probably could jump on the snow, but I didn't want to, especially in the middle of the night. It's like frozen. So for sure. Okay. Yeah. And so at that point, what's going through your mind? I mean, once you, once you're off of Huron, you've got uh, what three peaks left, but it's three of the, the biggest peaks in terms of miles. So what's going through your head at that point? Are you looking at your watch? Are you thinking about an FKT or are you just moving in that flow? <laughs> that's, I, I, I find it interesting. I think that's the, I, I, I understand the southbound. Uh, people like the southbound direction, but like to me, I think Yale, Princeton are like almost just a little slightly harder. I really like Albert. La Plata and massive so you're like I kind of enjoy those mountains and and they're big or like long but I enjoy those so that's a that's an interesting uh I almost feel like you get over Euron and you're like hell yeah like home stretch nice. like like you know you're you're you got some fun stuff that you know really well left cool. it's work but you're like yeah, I can do this so I can't know yeah no I mean that's a good way to look at it and you're right. The southbound, uh, south to north approach seems to be a little bit more popular these days. And, you know, I mean, is that basically to get Princeton and Yale over with early? Is that kind of your thought? Uh, 
I think there's some of that. I think also I, I like finishing at the fish hatchery because I can just yeah. get in that car. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I think that's like I, if I had gone southbound, I would try to plan it that Yale and Princeton were like early in the morning ish. Like mm. I don't know, Princeton's still. I I like Princeton now, but. I think my first time up there, like eight years ago, I rolled a rock on my leg and it was just like, and there was like a thunderstorm one day and I was just like, Princeton's a scary mountain. And <laughs> I think that's kind of always been in the back of my head, but I think now we're good friends. So. Good. Nice. But. Wow, man. <clears throat> so, but, um, oh, oh, I never really like answered, like when I went over Uron, um, you know, I just cruised down the trail I think my thoughts were just, you know, one step in front of the other, like at a time. And, you know, I, I was like way ahead at that point. So I wasn't like thinking record or anything. I was just kind of like, keep it moving. Like don't step wrong and just like keep this flow going. I was literally in a flow the whole time. And when I got down to the road from around to Winfield and then up to La Plata, I literally just like, it was like I left my body and just like watched myself run down the road. So that was kind of like, wow, it was a really nice experience because it's like effortless and you're just like, whoa, like what, is, what are these legs doing in the middle of the night? And you're just like floating <laughs> above it kind of like, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I like, I wasn't like, oh yeah, I gotta keep going and get the record or I gotta go and get a time. But like, you know, I think you start calculating and I, and I was like, holy shit, like, could I go sub 40? And I think that was in my head a little bit. But yeah. honestly, I knew the time was going to be whatever I do. So just like keep moving. I was hustling, but not like sprinting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So, I mean, describe that what your flow was like. I mean, I've been in a flow state before while running races and, and such and you know, it's kind of a beautiful place to be in, in, in sort of a magical moment, but, um, but it's not always easy to get into. And, and when it happens, it's usually sort of accidental. Um, right. And, and exactly that. I think, um, I think you can like help create it, but you can never guarantee it. But um, I think I like literally had obsessed over it for the last month and I'm kind of stuck here. Like uh, our business got the, covid loan and so we're like i wasn't gonna work this summer and now i'm like having to work and i could make more money if i was collecting unemployment and spoiled as i that sounds but you're like you're like shit now i'm working 30 hours a week and collecting half as much money like damn it like and, and you know i live in heaven so it's like not a place to complain that you're stuck but like you know when you want something and you get something else that's good you're still disappointed because you want the other thing uh you know i i i think i had a lot of like i just want to i really didn't know if this was even going to happen my boss was like i think you could take a week and it was like oh god i make god make the best out of this week so it was like hypoxico training like i was like all out um everything i did was how does this help me for nolan since like work as soon as it's done i like run upstairs and I'm in the hypoxico, like studying the topos. Uh, sometimes just like watching like cool mountain videos and getting like 
motivated but then like getting up at four in the morning training hard and then like going right to work and it was just like hey like this salad's gonna help me like instead of ice cream and like you know it's just like everything is just like no so no no so when you focus on it that much and then I think I had the pent-up energy then I just got out there and it was like you know scouting went pretty smooth and I was like I know what I'm scouting I know what I'm doing and I was like I'm ready for this and I was ready and then it's just like I don't know like I started and it was I already knew what I was doing I already believed it and I already seen it so like it was just like cruise control like I didn't really feel a lot of effort honestly <laughs> so so ahead of time are you spending time visualizing yourself going through the course are you journaling uh, how how it's going to go from from peak to peak or what what does that look like for you yeah like a little bit of everything i i looked at a lot on like um between like Gaia and just like maybe Google Maps and some other like Topo, Cal Topo, you know, I'm looking at Topos and that doesn't really tell you everything, but I'm like remembering like different lines. And I actually went back through a lot of my photos and was like, oh yeah, like this could be good. Okay. I want to check this out. So I was kind of like rehearsing and kind of putting together a list of like, all right, I want to check out ABC and, you know, that's what I did in the scouting. And I don't know. Um, I think when I was out training, we have like a slope that's like pretty similar to like going up Columbia, like the, that loose 30 degree stuff. And I'm just like imagining going up that or coming down it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But not like, I, I it wasn't like crazy visualizing. I wasn't doing that much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. <clears throat> I mean, doing an adventure like this is, is hard enough. Um, you know, when you're supported, why did you choose to go unsupported? And uh, what was that like for you with uh, food and water? <laughs> I'll actually, I I'm going to rebut there. I think it's actually almost easier to go unsupported and I I'll put it this way when it's, when it's a day and a half, your the amount of food you have to carry is like okay, a pound and a half to um the uh the gear, it's like I mean I'm not I'm not planning on sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's like if a thunderstorm comes, I'm bailing and like I have an extra layer to stay warm, but like I'm not like planning on like sitting out a snowstorm up here, like I'm gonna bail down if it's that bad. Sure. um and then like honestly just to like the first time i did it we had caches and it's like you know you get to alpine and you have a cooler and you're like oh like let's sit down and have some oreos and you know like coca-cola and like take a few minutes because we're here and it's like you know i think that's very disruptive to the flow of it and it's just time you're wasting and as someone who's done like long, long trail, like FKTs, I find that having everything with you and just keep moving is so much more productive to keeping the momentum and like the energy levels even instead of going high and low, like, Oh, I feel really good. Oh, there's the cooler. I'm going to stop. Um, you're just kind of always moving 
and you go through some bad patches and good patches, but like you don't get those highs and lows and you're just scooping water from creeks. Like it is as pure as you can travel. Mm -hmm. And for 40 hours, like, you know, I mean, I don't think there's really even a weight penalty much, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you're, I mean, the whole just travel fast and light, I, I get that. And that makes sense. So had you, had time to practice this back when you I think you said that you've done the AT and um, uh, the yeah I mean that's well. that's like all I do is like fast packing and minimalist travel like uh, I, do, I do some bike touring but like basically I'm like a lightweight bivy uh, and uh, like z-packed uh, or with a z-rest sit pad kind of guys like you know, I'm talking about my AT pack was, you know, 4.8 pounds. Like, it's not, you know, like, I, that's why I'm like, I could carry my AT weight. And that would be a like, that would probably feel a little heavy on Nolan's. But yeah. like, I wasn't, I wasn't really carrying any weight for Nolan's. Like, I, I had put out 8,600 8, calories. And I threw some things out in the morning because I was like, you know, I barely ate the first time I did it. And, you know, when you're at altitude, it's like, it's really hard to like stomach too much or anything. And I was like, I don't know, I threw out gummy bears, pop tart and a cliff bar. So that's like, you know, I carried 7,200 calories, I think. Wow. And so like, I, yeah, 7,200 calories is two pounds, but it's like in six hours, I've eaten a couple of cliff bars and then like, you know, it's like almost negligible, you know? Yeah. So. Dude. Wow. I mean, the way you describe it, it just makes it seem like I'm just overthinking this thing way too much and just carrying too much gear and stopping and chatting and eating too much. I I don't think you're overthinking. I think I overthink to get to a thought. I, I overthought to get to a point where I didn't have to think. Mm -hmm. How about that? Okay. You know, like, I mean, I like definitely like, okay, if you get in trouble here, where do you bail? Like, you know, you have mm-hmm. all your bail options. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And so um, were you listening to music as part of this flow state that you were in? Or- yeah, I like a playlist. Uh, just like, you know, I listen a lot. Like, I listen to like everything. Eclectic mm-hmm. uh, taste, but I like rock and roll and stuff. And then... uh you know, there's like uh, some kind of like motivational uh, playlist too. And I think I like kind of start with that and got going and then just like flipped it over to music and we found my groove. And honestly, I didn't really have a low spot, but during the descent on Yale and then up Columbia, I was kind of fried like mm-hmm. two in the afternoon. And I like took a second drink a little water and I think I put that motivational thing back on again and kind of like regained it and then just back to music I like music so yeah for sure wow man well congratulations man I mean the whole thing is is just hard for me to even wrap my head around but uh, (laughs) hey hey, thanks it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around too but i know how uh the last uh handful of days um are you just resting and recouping or um what's it been like 
yeah, it's been up and down. My body's pretty like messed up, but um, you know, I don't, I think it's sore much at all. Either time I finished Nolan's, like, I feel like it's just not that intense. Like you're not like sprinting downhill. Like I, I get much more sore, like doing like a mountain time trial where you're like trying to run a five minute mile at the end of a climb up and back down, like something mm-hmm. short like that. But mm-hmm. like my, it's like, it feels like my lungs are scarred. And then I was just like comatose. Like it mm-hmm. took me, I got a ride back to my car and slept that night. And then it took me all day to go from Salida to Leadville because I would drive like 30 minutes and be like, I need to lay down. This isn't safe for me to drive. <laughs> that was one day. And then I actually got a like good night's sleep and I actually hiked Holy Cross with uh, Sarah and this other guy, TJ. And I actually felt pretty good. Like my feet were like hurt a little bit, but like energy wise and I can move pretty freely. Um, but like by the end of that, like 10 miles, I was like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired now. And then I drove home and it took me like another two days to get from Colorado to Utah. It's like eight hours, but I just needed to take a bunch of breaks and I'd pass out. And I've been very much like, when I'm awake, I'm like, Hey, yeah. And then like, as soon as my eyes get heavy and I'm just like, I need to lay down right now. And <laughs> that's kind of how it's been. The last two days have been pretty normal though. I just yeah. have all these like cuts and stuff that are kind of annoying. Sure. So, yeah. Did you change socks at all out there or were you just wearing one pair of shoes? No, one pair of socks? I just did one. Nice. I it's just good. like, you know, you're like a little extra weight and I don't want to deal with the time and yeah like so i yeah i mean i probably sat still or like i didn't move for probably like 10 minutes out of 40 minutes 41 hours so yeah wow it was it was productive to just keep moving Jeez. yeah and uh did holy cross two days later yeah we bailed like 500 feet from the summit because thunder <laughs> or this lightning but yeah, yeah. And you were originally planning on doing the Holy Nolans? Yeah. I I mean, I guess, like, in my mind, it's like, it should be like the Sawwatch Traverse, right? And I, yeah. I thought, I thought, like, I would do, like, 44, 45 hours. And, you know, it would be tough. But, like, you know, I'd finish at 8, 9 o'clock at night, sleep for three, four and a half, six hours, and then just get up and kind of have like this recovery 30 mile <laughs> day left. And, and, you know, I think Andrew's record is 71 hours. So it's like, you know, you're talking about starting at hour 50, you know, if I can get it done in 12 hours, I'd, you know, mm-hmm. take almost 10 hours off the record and get to see all 15 saw watch peaks. It, like, in my mind, it was this beautiful plan, but it was really stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I ended up pushing myself really hard. And then, like, especially, like, I decided to, like, sprint to the finish. Yeah. And that kind of, like, really pushed me over. And I scrap. I got, like, a bunch of dust in my eye and scratched my cornea. And so going over La Plata, Elburn Massive, my right eye was just a blur. And so I felt drunk 
and I, I like wiped out like three times on the pot. It was bad. Um, just like hard to like have the contrast between the rock and the dirt and, and just, yeah, just tired and everything. And I was kind of like, well, my eyes hurting. I can't really see too good. Do I nap with my contact in and then keep going? And like, what does that do for my eye? And I just wimped out. Yeah. I (laughs) called for a ride and was like, yeah, I'm satisfied. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, I, I I regret it a little bit, but like I don't know, I just have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you're done with this now? Do you feel like you completed it? Or looking back, do you th- still think you could shave off some time here and there, or shorten uh, shorten some of the routes somewhere, or um, you, uh, you ever I, again? I definitely think I could go a little faster. I can always see a little improvement here and there, but I think you got to get pretty lucky to do that. And I, you know, I wouldn't even think about it right now. It's not my, of course it is. I mean, I think I, I do routes that I, I like, and so I'm happy to do them again, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't even think about it right now, but I, I talked about it so much that my girlfriend probably knows the route better than half the people that do it and she's like well you talked like she's never been so she's like talked about it so much and now i want to go there so i'm definitely feeling like a four or five day like fast pack with her and maybe do like the whole saw watch traverse or something like that but when that will happen I, who the hell knows you know yeah, yeah. i get it man um what was your first uh, celebration meal when you were done? Jeez, <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I I got to the Leadville Safeway. I had a uh, loaf of garlic bread, focaccia <laughs> bread, um, a pint of half-baked, and they like Ben Jerry's is like vegan cookie dough. It's awesome. Oh yeah, nice. That's a so, good celebration. Yeah, I don't know. I like bread and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I was also just like half awake. Like I need something I can just put in my mouth while like laying down. <laughs> right. Yep. I get it. I got gotcha. you. Um. Yep. So the phone kind of cut out for my on my end for just a second there. I, I'm not sure if you if you mentioned it. But do you have any other plans? Like what's next or anything else that you want to do? That's on the calendar or uh you know it's the coronavirus so it's day by day but um you know i think i'm kind of stuck here for a while so it's like I might do the whirl again i might do i have my own route route the billy goat uh-huh. um the utah 13ers is close by and i've been eyeing that one for a couple of years mm-hmm. so maybe um What's yeah, the Billy Goat? Billy Goat's like some of my favorite peaks right here in the central Wasatch. Okay. It's like, um, I think I like clocked it at like 93 miles, 42K vert up mm-hmm. and 35 down. And the whole point is you start in the valley at 4,000, 4,800 or something. And you finish at the top of the tram at Snowbird at eleven thousand, so you net an extra six thousand feet. 
Mm, wow. Or, yeah. That's legit. So, and it's just like, you know, my favorite peaks in the area and you link it up and it's, it's actually like not really like can drive or anything. So it's like a kind of a nice route. It's not quite as straight a line as Nolan's. It kind of a little bit more of a circle, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool, man. That's it. Awesome. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with me and indulge me. And uh, Of course. Appreciate it. It was fun. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I just admire uh, that Nolan's line out there so much and anybody who not only attempts it, but especially completes it. And I, I mean, I just admire the way you travel fast in life. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, I mean, go and uh, I don't know. I guess just like either think too much or don't think enough. Don't think at all and just do it. You know. <laughs> Good luck, you right? <laughs> For sure. Nope, that makes total sense. I feel like I am just kind of overthinking it a little bit, but man, I, I admire what you did and it's inspirational for sure. So keep doing what you're doing, brother. Of course. All right. Thanks for taking time. Hey, no problem. Talk soon, man. Have a good one. Later. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, there it is. 41 hours. <sighs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Have I mentioned that yet? I mean, 60 hours is hard for me to wrap my head around. But uh, he's the man. Faster than anybody's ever done it up till this point. I know some folks are out there right now heading out this weekend. There's not a lot of races going on this year, so it's a popular line. Uh, that time may even come down this year yet. Who knows? Um, yeah, big things going on. Uh, however, Silver Heels 100 is happening. Sangre, Sangre de Cristo 200 is happening in September. Uh, we're going to be out there pacing and crewing. We're going to be out at Silver Heels. Uh, can't talk. Silver Heels 100 this weekend. And uh, looking forward to it. If you guys want to run 100 miles... Or they have a 50-mile option, too, the last call 50-miler. I'm pretty sure you can sign up the day of. So if you're in Colorado, you're trained up, you want to run some ultras, this is your weekend, and probably the only weekend for a while. Most other races are all canceled all across the country, or mostly across the world. So, but we're going to be out there. So that's about that. You can find us uh, big-things-crewing.com. We're on all the socials. Leave a review. Let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, you guys want to try Nolan's yourself? Hit me up. I'll give you my honest opinion, my honest assessment. And I uh, would love to help you guys if uh, it's, that's on the bucket list. And that's about it. So I hope you guys have a great week. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Life is short. Do big things.